Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 208 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am joined once again by my good friend and co-host Ray. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. What's up? Welcome back. Thank you. Dear God, Ray. <laughs> Dear I God. can't wait. I can't wait. I haven't, we haven't recorded or even really chatted since we recorded our last episode, like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, guys, I am so sorry, but it just got to the point where there was just no way. We were going from hotel to hotel to hotel, and there was no way for me to predict um, when I was going to be in a place where I could record because I didn't know what the um, rooms were going to be like until I got there. And Mm. then, and I mean, it turned out like we got to, when we were in Roswell, New Mexico, I didn't even have internet. So like, I didn't want to keep saying, Hey Ray, how about tomorrow? Because I just never knew. And so Mm -hmm. we kind of decided, well, we'll try and do two episodes back to back when we get, um, when I get back, because I, you know, it just, it just didn't work out. (laughs) Yeah. We tried, we had a really good run without missing any weeks. Really good run. (laughs) So, uh, oh my God, please fill me in. What happened? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I would be lying if I didn't say I did have a good time. Uh-huh. I didn't, I did enjoy the trip overall. Um, but it was, it was a rough trip. Like just from the get go, it was a rough trip. Yeah. Um, as, as I said last time, nature is not my thing. So anytime we were in the nature parts of it, and we skipped mm-hmm. two of the national parks because we wow. our schedule got all messed up. But um, every time we were in the nature parts of it, I was just like, ugh. Um, a big part of that, I do think, is because I get so carsick, and every national park well. is just windy roads, and my husband driving like a maniac. And so <laughs> got, gotta love the Jersey driving the school of jersey driving because <laughs> dear god he tried very hard but towards the end he was like i want to go home damn it and it was awful oh god that, that <laughs> trip home yeah that 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 drive home from a long road trip yeah when you know you're heading home yeah and so and then the other problem was is he was sick for a good third of the trip um we t- we did a home wow. covid test twice just to make oh sure he just did not have covid um, what I think he got is I think, you know, they say that because we've all been in quarantine for so long, our immune systems are not used to anything. Yeah. And so I think he got like some sort of chest virus, chest cold. And while for me, I may have had it and not even realized it, but yeah. he had it and it went down. We think he has bronchitis. Like right. I'm pretty sure that that's what, what it ended up being, but it was mm. a mild enough case that he didn't get really bad where he had to be hospitalized, but it was a strong enough case where it was just kind of uncomfortable for a good portion of the trip. Yeah. Bronchitis is no joke. I've had a really bad bronchitis infection and it fucked me up. Yeah. It can be bad. It can be really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was a challenge. I did play nursemaid for a good chunk of the trip. <laughs> and my husband is the stereotypical male when sick. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, we were rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> um honestly, my my favorite parts of the trip were driving around through the country 
just him and I listening to like true crime podcasts. We had a lot of fun just just enjoying that. Um, after I well, well, after we last talked, I got like literally like an hour after we finished the podcast, <laughs> I got whatever Matt had in Yellowstone. Oh no! Oh, um, I had I I had it for about two hours at like one in the morning. Like I felt sick until I went to bed, and then I woke up at one in the morning just as sick as he was. But then by morning, I didn't feel well, but. I, I was in charge of packing and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> he's sick and I'm like bringing him soup. <laughs> I'm sick and he's like, okay, so today we have to rotate the tires and <laughs> take a three mile hike. And oh my God. <laughs> I, that's, a, that's an exaggeration, but that's what it yeah. felt like. Yeah. Um, so, so we finally made it to Minnesota, which was our goal. We did not get to see Alinzia. We did not want to expose her to whatever we had. So that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Got to Minnesota. We had planned three days in Minnesota. That's where we caught up. We got two days in Minnesota. Wow. Um, I got to see um, our friends, uh, Jeff and Jean, who are snowbirds. So they're out here for most of the year, but then we miss them over the summer because they go out there. Uh, there are friends that watch Buffy with us on Fridays. Cool. Uh, we also got to see uh, Rob. Rob, sometimes. Wow. I am not going to. It is not my news to announce, but he has an episode up right now that you all need to go listen to, and a uh, pretty big announcement on that uh, episode. So, cool. yeah. Uh, then we went down to Chicago, and we saw my friend Drew, who is also on uh, As the Dice Roll. Wow. And Yeah. Oh, I met a lot of people on this trip. Yeah, really you nice. caught up with a bunch of people. Yeah, we went down from there to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I did not, like, honestly, I think the most pride flags we saw was in Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. Yeah, I was very impressed. I don't know if we just found the little gay haven in a corner of the city, but, mm -hmm. like, of all the places that I would go back to just to check it out would be uh, Louisville. Cause oh, it was awesome. kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> like it was just really chill. Uh, we went from there to Florence, Alabama, where we got to see Beige and Bama both from, well, Beige is from everything. He's all over the network, but then Bama uh, has his uh, Twitch channel and mm -hmm. is on as the dice roll. And that was fun. Um, got to hang out with them. There's some pictures on Instagram. Then we went across, uh, Texas, Texas has very beautiful skies. I will give that to Texas. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, we were driving through. It looked like it was painted up there. It was amazing. That's the cliche. So the cliche is true about Texas skies, huh? It, it really is. It really, really is. Um, there were Texas flags everywhere, like <laughs> everywhere. It was kind of nuts. We uh, started in um, Beaumont. Texas, which is in East Texas, and then we passed through Austin where we saw Charlie, who's also on the Horse Feather Saga portion of As the Dice Roll, and I've been friends with him from uh, a long time ago in World of Warcraft. Uh, so we saw him in Austin on our way to Fredericksburg. We went from Fredericksburg to Roswell. Roswell sucked. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, I was so so excited. You know my thing about expectations, Ray, and this yeah. was like the case that proved it. I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to go see the 
UFO museum and it's going to be awesome. First of all, the hotel's internet wasn't work. Maybe paranormal things were happening. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> no internet. Just sucked. No um, internet. Now, internet was supposed to happen, right? And it, it was just, supposed to happen. It just, it just malfunctioned. Okay. Yes. And then the museum is kind of like, I'm looking around and I'm like, I know all this stuff. I feel like if you go to a museum, like you should, you should learn things you didn't know. But if you've ever seen the discovery channel and watched a UFO documentary, you don't need to go to the UFO museum. Right. <laughs> you, you have seen the UFO museum. <laughs> um, so that was, that was kind of a, that was a, that was a want, want moment. Um, we went from there to, Albuquerque. Uh, that was New Mexico has way too many flies. I'm just like, I don't know what's up with New Mexico. And if you're from New Mexico, let me know. But I feel like every place we went, there was just flies everywhere. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was a rough leg of the trip. Um, but Albuquerque was interesting. Um, I felt like it just it was a city that didn't know what it wanted to do. Like it was just a very like a lot of the places. Like when we went to oh, I've, I've, somewhere in there, I forgot New Orleans. Oh yeah, tell me about your trip to New Orleans, Joe. I think of all the places I want to go back to as soon as possible, it would be New Orleans. Oh my God, yes. It's it like it, I have never been in a place that has such a sense of place. Yep. That it, it was like, first of all, it's beautiful. Yep. Like the architecture just feels like you're walking through a movie set. Yep. And the food was amazing. The just the the whole atmosphere. You just feel this vibe of like it's both active and chill at the same time. It's very hard to explain. Uh, but we absolutely loved New Orleans. Oh, uh, we went on a on a true crime haunted tour. And that was kind of neat. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I, I wanted to kind of do one of the um, like cemetery ones, Yeah, but I think a lot of those are still closed because of COVID. Right. So um, we just, you know, we, we went to one that was, I would say it was decent. It was pretty, well, it was pretty good. That makes me really happy to hear, you know, uh, obviously I was invested in your trip to New Orleans because I gave you so many recommendations and uh, it's a place that I visited many times in the last five years because of work. Mm -hmm. It's it's, but, but to your point about the, the spooky stuff, uh, it was the first place I'd ever been to. And I, and I lived in New York for a few months, but New Orleans was the first place that I ever been to that. I was like, Oh, this is old. Like this stuff. Yeah. And, I, and not, not in a pejorative sense, but in the sense of like, Oh, like a lot of shit has happened here. Like there's yes. history, there's layers of, of history and, and generational sort of history, you know, uh, stories and whatnot. And, and New Orleans, I definitely felt that. And it's like, it's not just like there's history here. It's like, there's palpable yes. history. Like it's, it's like, it just kind of oozes out of the buildings. <laughs> yes. You can yeah, walk down the streets and it's right. like, People are partying and getting drunk and stuff in the French Quarter, and I'm looking around, going like, "This is like, what the hell? This seems like a set, but it's not. It's the real thing, right? It's like there's ghosts in these buildings. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. Like there are going to be things like if there are, you have to pick where you're going to stay in this place, or you will be haunted. Like yes, that's how it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so we absolutely loved New Orleans. Um, 
Right. We went to the last stop we made before we headed home was Sedona, Arizona. That is the other place that I absolutely have to go back to. It's very, very pretty, but it just has that kind of chill vacation mountain vibe to it. And <laughs> I was like, I'm already plotting like who I want to go to there with and when. And like that will probably be the first place I get back to just because it's on a little it's a little closer. It's less of a it's less of a travel commitment. You're de- you're definitely a chill like a like more kind of into the chill vibe as opposed to like roughing it or <laughs> no, that that is that was that was the biggest problem with this trip. It was too long, and and even Matt will even Matt will admit this. Like he was like, okay, I have I have learned about my travel habits on this trip. <laughs> um, he was like, okay, so. It's too long and we have to try and find a way to stay in a place more than one night because other than like we had Yellowstone where we were in a couple, we ended up staying three nights instead of two mm-hmm. um, Minnesota. We stayed in two nights instead of three in, in Minneapolis and then uh, new Orleans. We stayed two nights. Those are the only places in the three weeks that we stayed multiple nights. Every other place we were in a different hotel every day. <laughs> And that's no bueno for an indoor cat like Joe. Right. <laughs> like, and, and we had, you know, the whole idea was that I would get the mornings before we left to kind of do my recuperation time, like to chill, to like watch an episode of Loki, to, you know, do whatever I needed to do to kind of get into a better HUD space for the rest of the week. In the hotels. In the hotels. Yeah. Before you got to check out. Okay. Exactly. And, like my husband who rolls out of bed at 10 or 11 o'clock every day because he has that kind of job. Um, it's like eight 15. It's like, what the hell dude? <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're up at eight 15. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that was the biggest thing. I, I think the two things that I learned the most on this trip is I had no idea, like, as an intelligent person, an educated person, you know that a big portion of the United States is just empty. Yeah. But I did not realize how friggin' empty <laughs> large swaths of this country are. Yeah. Like, just like, you could go for miles and be like, oh, there's a house. Yeah. And then not see anything for another hour and a half. And it's weird. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I did not realize, again, mentally can understand anew, but didn't really sink in until you see it, is I didn't realize how many people live in RVs in our country. Like, not not, not um, mobile homes, like literal RVs, mm-hmm. like on cinder blocks RVs. Like, mm-hmm. the places we were passing by, I was like, this puts a big perspective, because this is this – is, these are like really poor areas. Like yeah. you again, intellectually you know. But until you're actually driving through it, it it doesn't it doesn't sink in. So right. I think those are the two biggest things that I was happy I got out of that. I kind of feel like everybody needs to like drive around the United States and see the country because mm-hmm. it explains a lot. Yeah. The coasts are definitely different. Yeah, we have we definitely have coastal privilege. Like, there's no no doubt about that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like um, there's different. It's a whole different lifestyle, and there's mm-hmm. different priorities, and you know, um, probably you know is what inf- is what informs a different outlook. You know, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. But like, I think you... that the reason why, you know, more kind of more progressive, listen, if you are somebody that's part of a marginalized identity in the, in, somewhere in the middle of the country where you're in a small town and it is, you know, somewhat conservative or racist or homophobic, uh, get out, go, you know, if you can, you know what I mean? Go, mm-hmm. go, go to the coast because yes, it's more expensive <laughs> to live. Um, but you know, it's, it's probably also marginally safer, probably, you know, not completely because, you know, that shit exists everywhere, but, um, yeah, <laughs> try, yeah to, the, try to get to a major city. Yeah. There was definitely places where I was like, oh guys, like, just don't be here. Like, I know that's not, <laughs> I know that's not reasonable. I know that's yeah. not reasonable, but that's what you want to tell people. You want to just like go somewhere else. <laughs> Right. This is not a good place. <laughs> right. right. Um, I mean, I did. I took we when we were in Chicago after driving through like North Dakota and Montana and that that area. I just looked at Matt and I was like, we're in Chicago. Let's find an Apple store and get me a new wa- uh, watch band because I had a rainbow watch band on that I forgot to switch out before I left. And I was like, I would take it off before I would go into to gas stations and maybe that's just me and i'm not giving people enough of a fair shake but i just didn't feel comfortable doing it i yeah, just didn't feel comfortable that doing it. i don't know who's earned this fair shake <laughs> when it comes to your, <laughs> to your safety you know what i mean yeah well, that shit <laughs> i mean i mean that's honestly i was like i that that's exactly my thought it's like maybe i'm being paranoid but it's also my safety and i'm not taking a chance and yeah. so i just put on a different watch band and i was much happier <laughs> Yes, dude. That's exactly, you know, and um, it's really cool that you got to see so much of the country, though. Yeah, I think I, I, I Matt hit 50 states. He he got to see North Dakota. That was his last one. And um, and I have 19 left. <laughs> I am not I am not in a hurry to see those 19, but <laughs> I have 19 left. So I made a I think we saw 11 on this trip some of them i'd been to before but i think that was about, I think it was about 11 Dang. yeah it was it was definitely the trip of a lifetime <laughs> and i say that to matt he knows it means we'll never do it again um <laughs> oh he's giving me a look <laughs> um when did you get back i literally got back yesterday i got yesterday at oh my god quarter to five five o'clock yeah Holy yeah. shit. And you went to work today? I went to work today. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> we have freshman orientation tomorrow. So, and then sophomore orientation because they didn't get freshman orientation last year. Um, so I had freshman orientation tomorrow, sophomore orientation on Friday. And today was the day that we got the student leaders ready to do the orientations. So today was like all all this week should be somewhere around like quarter to nine to quarter to one that that'll be my day this week but then starting monday i go back like i've got two teacher days full days and i start with kids on wednesday dang yeah yeah so when people are like oh man you get three weeks off for christmas and two weeks off for spring break yeah but i pay for it over the summer yeah 
but yeah, so that was my trip. How was how is how has everything been here? <laughs> Did I miss anything? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, you're still like catching up on probably new geek news and trailers and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys are gonna just have to fill me in because I know I'm behind on stuff. Um, what I mean, you were able to see Black Widow, right? Yes, we, unfortunately, we saw it on a computer screen in a hotel room. Like it was okay. right after I had been sick, and there was just no, there was just no way. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all right. <laughs> and you were obviously able to finish Loki, since that's what we're talking about today, right? Oh, well, I thought we were talking about B- Black Widow today. Oh, I thought we were talking about Loki episode six today. Whichever one you want to do, I'm I'm down. <laughs> I am ready for both. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm I prepared for Loki, not for Black Widow. That's okay. So okay, so then we'll do Black Widow on on, uh, on Sunday. Okay, great. Uh, which is fine because you know, like it's t- I think it's totally appropriate to cover um, Black Widow with a podcast that is also uh, released well after it's relevant. Ah. <laughs> Zing. Holy shit. Take that MCU. Uh, Uh, I I mean, I honestly, I I can't wait to hear your thoughts on black widow and I'm excited to talk to you about Loki today. Yeah. So you've done some, some research. So when we get, I think, I think this is going to be a little bit more you than me and I will, I will uh, chime in where I can. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. I mean, I have lots of thoughts and I have lots of questions for you. Uh, you know how much I love to get your take on, on things. So yeah. um, I uh, I did want to mention as my weekly geekery that I watched um, the new Netflix series, short series, uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation. Oh, how was that? Because I was like, mm, I think I want to try that. But I'm, I, I also thought mm, maybe I don't want to try this. Yeah. Uh, so it's written by Kevin Smith. Okay. And and a team of writers that that you know he put together. Mattel apparently came to him, approached him, and pitched him on this project. And uh, he was skeptical, but he took it on. And they made this short. It's only five episodes, but it's the first half of the story they're telling. So uh, they haven't announced when they're releasing the second half of the story, but. The first five episodes are out, and um, I watched it all literally in one morning. Okay. And I was pleasantly surprised. Um, So I was somewhat curious because I grew up a massive Masters of the Universe fan when I was, you know, six years old or whatever. Uh, I was completely spoiled with all of the figures, all of the action figures, all of the creatures or whatever, all of the vehicles and all of the play sets. I, I didn't have all, but I had a good sizable collection. And I, I don't know about you, but I feel like everybody our age, whether you had He-Man toys or not, had Castle Grayskull. Like everybody had Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was just the thing you had. <laughs> yes. Grew up around the time we grew up. Yes. Castle Grayskull. Um Snake Mountain, oh, Snake Mountain. Uh, Eternia, the big tower with the two smaller towers and the little motorized track thing. Uh, I had all of that. I had every single figure, you know, five, six, seven versions of He-Man and Skeletor each. Um, and so I've always, that's obviously, you know, been super nostalgic about that. I've never really sought out 
uh, I think there was a reboot like around 2002, 2005. I don't know. But and I, you know, I was, my headspace was in a different place there. But now, of course, that I'm in my 40s, nostalgia is a, you know, a very important factor in my life. Right. right. <laughs> now that there's things for me to be nostalgic about. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I was curious about it. I heard about it just through listening and watching uh, Kevin Smith's podcast that he does right. with uh, Mark Bernardin, right? Um, I think I said that name, right? Um, and so they were talking about it. They were excited about it coming out and they, you know, released the trailer and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I might check that out. And then it just kind of like, like it became another thing that it's like, oh yeah, I'll catch up to that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really got me interested in watching the show, like actually sitting down and putting it on was all the backlash that came out. Oh, there was backlash. There was a shitload of backlash, Joe. It's still being lashed back. It's still, it's, it's ongoing. Yikes. So, spoilers, mild spoilers. I'm not going to obviously spoil the story because, Joe, you haven't seen it yet. But right. just mild. So apparently, um, <laughs> tell me if you've heard this before. A small group... <laughs> <laughs> of mostly white male, straight white male fans okay. are outraged at the woke agenda that Kevin Smith has brought to their beloved Masters of the Universe uh, franchise. <laughs> I shit you not, Joe. I'm not making this up. Of course they have. <laughs> of course they have. Because, you know... Males are not allowed to be confident heroes anymore. Uh, they have to be sidelined for, you know, to 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 prop up uh, the female characters, and uh, it's not. It basically, you know, it's it's not the masters of the universe of their youth, and it's like, <laughs> hold on, I, I'm like so ready to rage against this, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so what they decided to do was they decided to get together and review bomb this show uh, and uh, plummet the the online ratings for the show. So that's happening again. Marvelous. We're time yeah, we're in a time loop. Um, and apparently, like some of the some of the complaints are that there's not enough He-Man in the show, that Tila is given too much of the spotlight. The um, they don't like the cost. They don't like that Tila's got a woke haircut. <laughs> I'm not I'm sorry. Jo- I'm not joking. I've got okay. I gotta pause you for a second there. How? how? How is a haircut woke? Like, do, are they just now calling anything they don't like woke? Like, I don't. Um, it's it's. She's got the really cool. She's got a short haircut. So her her long hair that is usually held up in a tiara is now a short crop kind of haircut with a with a buzz cut on the side of it, kind of like an undercut style. And that apparently is that that haircut's got an agenda, Joe. Uh, <laughs> that haircut has it out for little boys everywhere. Um, 
Yeah. So there's been all this backlash. And so finally I was just like, okay, I, I, now I really want to watch this because it sounds cool. <laughs> if it's got, if it's got these people pissed off and, um, I watched it and I really liked it. It was, it, it, it started out for me. My first impression was, oh no, this might be too, too much like the original television show. Okay. And that it's really cheesy and, you know, could be considered kitsch, I guess, depending on, you know, just kind of hokey. Um, and and Kevin Smith has come out and said, you know, numerous times that he made this. This is this is explicitly for the fans that that were masters of the universe, you know, freaks a, as kids. Mm-hmm. Because Mattel is developing another Netflix series that is aimed at children. That is like introducing this franchise to younger viewers. And they have another property for another segment of the market. So this show, they went to Kevin Smith and they said, we specifically want you to make something that is like a nostalgia fest. So this story is a direct sequel to the television, the cartoon show from the 80s. Uh, Picks picks up right where that show left off. Um, and, and at first I was like, oh no, this is too, this is too much like that. Because if you, you ever gone back and watched some of the cartoons that you loved as a kid, Joe, thinking like, oh, this is going to be fun. And they're terrible. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was worried about that. Uh, but I just think, man, I think they fucking nailed it. I think they did a great job of mixing the, the hokey, you know, funny, nostalgic kind of like eighties, like cheesy vibe with like stakes like actual story stakes right and advancing the characters like each character gets like a really cool either treatment or cameo or you know legit like arc that actually moves you know their their character forward and creates complexities um really humanizes characters that were originally only intended to sell action figures in the first place. Right. Um, the action is cool. The callbacks are it's everything feels like it was very heavily considered. Nothing is like kind of a throwaway, like, Oh, why did they, you know, why did they treat it like that? They should have put more thought into it. No, 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 no. Everything, every moment feels at least felt to me very, very considered, very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, purposeful. Yes. Purposeful. Thank you. So I really enjoyed it. That those five episodes went by really quick, like really quickly. Like, uh, there's, there's a cliffhanger at one point and I was like, Ooh, that's really cool that they went ahead and did that because now they have to like, now the characters have to deal with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And th- that turned out to be like pretty much the end of the show. And I was like, "What <laughs> the fuck?" Like, so some really ballsy choices, some really sorry, say gutsy choices that I really liked, that I really enjoyed. Um, and it, it, yeah, it was it was great. It was a perfect just five episodes was ju- enough. You know, it, you, you didn't you didn't it didn't give you time to get that like sort of sloggy feeling where you're like, oh, "Okay, wait, how much more do we got to go?" You know what I mean? All right, I have I have two questions that I have to ask. Okay. Just okay. Is Man at Arms still in it? Yes. 
Does he still have the porn stash? Yes. Nice. Okay, that's all. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, check it out. I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts, and then we could get into more spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to do an episode. And please, so after I finished, I thought, wow, that was a lot better than I was expecting. Let me go onto YouTube and find like a positive review so that I can listen to someone break it down or, you know, kind of put into words, you know, what was so good about the show. Joe, I couldn't find a positive review. There was like two out of like 200. It's all of the internet is spammed with these guys that are just calling Kevin Smith a liar that he lied to them, that he lied to, to sell the show, that he made promises that he didn't keep, that he needs to be canceled, that he needs to be humbled, that he has an agenda, that he's been, he's been uh, uh, you know, br- brainwashed or that he's trying to brainwash us. It's just, it's insane. It's madness out there. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is that the fact that like like they have created the woke haircut like they have done it like they have created like they have decided that this this haircut <laughs> has caused all their life problems and that is what they are like this is ridiculous people like just like if you don't like it don't watch it like yeah. I, go go back and watch the originals they are available go back and watch them and if you like them awesome and if- watch the early 2000s series and there's that too that does a cool reboot as well i've i've heard yeah i'd go back and watch that stuff i mean like it's it's very like i i don't see any like there's no point there's no point in these people are unreasonable <laughs> like there's just no, there's totally. just no point I just like you can anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> so check it out. It's, it's not a huge investment of time. I found it very enjoyable. It's very light, but still fun. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's worth the, the watch. I'm excited. Like I, cause I saw it and I, <laughs> I, I did not want to push my luck and go, Hey Matt, <laughs> <laughs> got something for us to watch tonight. <laughs> it's also um, got a star studded cast. Oh, really? Yes, dude. There's a lot of people in this cast. All right. I'm going to have to check that out. We'll have to do a whole episode on it because this sounds fascinating. It sounds right up our alley. And you know, <laughs> cool. if the chin beards are going to rally, then we have to. <laughs> the neck beards. You've yeah, been away. I have neck been away. Beards. Sorry. I'm, I'm so tired, Ray. <laughs> so tired. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's get on with the show. All right. So we'll, we'll. Stop here. We'll go to a quick commercial break and then we'll come back and we will talk about the finale of Loki. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. 
and we're back. Okay, so Loki finale, my friend. I've got the notes here. Go for it. Just got to say, I kind of felt like I came really close to predicting this finale. I I think you did. I really do think you did. I, I did not think it was going to be Kang, and it really wasn't. Right. Right. It was Jonathan Majors. I wish I had said He Who Remains instead of Immortus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get the version of Kang that is Immortus, but we got the version of Kang that is He Who Remains. Yes. And it was a brand new character to the show, played by an actor that we had not yet seen in the show, and it was going to do a lot of explaining, and that that stuff did happen. Yeah. What did you think when you watched the episode, Joe? Um... I have I have trouble with the Disney Plus series finales because I don't know that they always stick the landing. I feel like this one's come the closest, but I still feel like I felt very unsatisfied by the ending. And I realize that's kind of the point because it was like cliffhanger mm. season two. You know, I felt like that was kind of what they were going for. But I was like, I don't feel like I feel like there's supposed to be another episode next week. <laughs> Were you surprised at the at at when you saw Jonathan Majors on screen? No, I it, it made so much sense. Like they 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 defined it so well. I think what I was most excited about was the way they explained why this was happening. Right. Cuz I mean, I think I've said from the beginning, I feel like the whole reason why they don't want the, to cross the red line is because they don't want the the multiverses interacting with each other. It's not like it's going to cause some cataclysmic phenomenon like they were implying, but just like they don't want them to interact. And we kind of knew they were going to all end up interacting because we know we've got two multiverse based shows or movies coming out. Three. Uh, oh, yeah, because we have uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, whatever that's. Yes. Quantumania. So um, I was shocked when we saw Jonathan Majors, just because I know I had, I, I, I didn't actually, I didn't give the Disney Plus shows enough credit anymore to actually give us a substantial character reveal on the shows. I just felt like I had learned my lesson from WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, And uh, we were just not going to get anything that was going to be major to the movies. I felt like we were not going to get in the shows. We might like we might get like the genesis of a storyline or a plot point or something like that, mm-hmm. but not definitely not major characters, definitely not the next Thanos, you know? Right, right. So so for that reason, even though that's what I was hoping for, I was shocked that they actually did it. Yeah. And I think Jonathan Majors is an amazing fucking actor. So that was pretty awesome (laughs) to see him do his thing. I've heard a lot of people feel like he was a little too weird. And I'm like, well, like, look at what you're dealing with. You're dealing with somebody who's basically been by himself for millennia. Yes. Like, you'd be a little batty, too. Yeah, he's alone. He's the last remaining soul at the end of time. Like, Mm -hmm. and. I actually, I love the big swings. Like, I love that he just went for it. You oh, know? Yeah. No, I thought he did a brilliant job. Because I, I, I was fascinated by the, I can't say I liked the character. Because, like, 
there's the like the whole story is just this idea of this character trying to force everybody to do what he thinks is right. Like that just always rubs me wrong. But um, but his performance of the character was phenomenal. Do you think that's what makes him the villain, or do you think aside from that, you just you don't like that? I just don't like that. Like I feel like it's I I find characters that have these like grandiose like in their mind they're the only person who can fix it and so therefore whatever they're doing to fix it you just uh, have to you just have to accept like that just rubs that always rubs me the wrong way and I always <laughs> find those characters very grating and I'm sure there are so many different therapists therapy sessions <laughs> in in my future dealing with whatever is causing that but there is definitely this like off-putting feeling towards people who just are like no this is the way to this is the way it has to be i have, you the have to go with it yeah i have the answers no you don't <laughs> you're not the boss of me <laughs> <laughs> oh that's okay let's just do it right now joe let's have this therapy session right now Fuck it. <laughs> um so i uh, you know one of the things we talked about heading into episode six was if if this is gonna play out to a satisfying conclusion there's gonna have to be a big reveal and a shitload of explaining and that's more or less what happened. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like credit to Jonathan Major's performance that he was able to, for me anyway, to make all this exposition entertaining to watch. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole episode was exposition, basically. Oh, it really was. It was a lot of it was a lot of explaining. Yeah. Uh, but I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Actually, this is like like you said, this is my favorite, or at least I, I think this is the most successful finale to these shows mm-hmm. uh, that we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm really hoping that when we do inevitably get introduced to different variants of his character, played by Jonathan Majors, obviously, I hope, really hope that he plays them all completely differently yeah i I think he will and i i love seeing that because of the the range that the actor shows off that's why like i don't remember have you seen orphan black no like i don't know that the i don't know that the series itself will be your cup of tea i think you'd enjoy it i think it's well written but just to watch the actress play clones of herself to the mm-hmm. point where you forget that it's the same actress playing all these characters yeah. is just amazing. I think we're in store for that with Jonathan Majors as King. Exactly. I, I that, agree. That makes me super excited. Um, he's going to be a major presence throughout. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of fucking movies, not just Ant-Man. No, I think he might be the villain for I think he's def- I I think he's going to be the Thanos for at least those 3 movies. So, here's an idea that I had uh what I'm excited about is I think possibly they're they're approaching this very differently than how they approach Thanos where we sort of got little cameos of Thanos but we didn't didn't know his plan, we didn't know what he was about, his personality, why he was doing what he was doing. And, and, you know, even the Russos kind of admitted that Infinity War, Thanos was really the main character of that movie. 
mm-hmm. because we had to catch up. We had to get to know who he was, his motivations. We already knew all these other characters because we had spent 20 something movies with them by that point. Right. Right. It seems like with this villain, they're taking a different approach where by the time, you know, it builds to whatever it's building to, he's going to be another character, just like the heroes that we've spent a bunch of time with. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're looking at a bunch of infinity wars in the making, if that makes any sense. It's like, they're all going to be kind of like the ending is not where we want the characters to be (laughs) right? as we move into the next, the next movie. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely, I like that idea. Well, we've got two things going on though. We have, and I think they're both really cool. I think we have the idea of this major villain that we're following. That's going to tie a lot of the movies together where previously, as you said, like the movies kind of led to the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have that subplot of the, um, and it wasn't in Loki, but that subplot of um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character, uh, the, Contessa, the Contessa, Val, yeah, Val. C- coming in and and putting, so that's obviously, there's that second group, that, that second <laughs> villain that's kind of, in the background waiting to like step in at the worst possible moment. There's all I've already spotted. I haven't watched them yet, but I've already spotted a couple of uh, essay video essays on YouTube that is outlining the dark Avengers and, or the Thunderbolts. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So also while we're on the topic of Jonathan majors and this character, this version of Kang that he played in this uh, last Loki episode, it's not Kang, right? This right. is not, that's not, we have not met Kang yet. And people, I think I, I'm seeing a lot of people refer to him as Kang. And it's not. It's he who remains. And Kang is a variant of he who remains. Right. And, you know, potentially we will meet Immortus at some point as well, who is another variant of this, this character. And I do like this idea of, like, it does, one of the greatest things about the Marvel cinematic universe is that they can take things that in our comic book universe have gotten so convoluted as far as continuity goes and they can kind of distill it and and simplify it so that it makes more sense and i love the idea of instead of saying well this is the same kang it's not the same kang it's actually like it's this format like he's like no they're just variants they're just variants of the same character and I think that that makes it so much more, so much easier to digest. And then you can just tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, God, yeah, this is, I, I just, how do you follow up Thanos? How do you follow up Infinity War? And I feel like they're so smart about it uh, that it just makes me giddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to see, start to see these plans, uh, you know, and these characters roll out. Um Oh, we're, we're Joe. We're getting fantastic four, man. I'm so I know, excited. I know. <laughs> so excited. Uh, and people are, well, we'll get to this at the, at the end, but um, another thing I wanted to ask you about this episode, mm-hmm. do you think, cause you, you talked about how, you know, the, the goal was to keep these variants from interacting with each other and the multiverses to, from connecting and interacting. Mm-hmm. But, but do you think that, it was always he who remains is 
uh, <laughs> he remains his. Uh, <laughs> do, do you think it was always his intention for Sylvie to kill him? Um, no, and I'll tell you why. Because I think he he has that moment where he realizes he doesn't know what's going to happen beyond that, and so I don't think he had an intention. I think in his mind, fate was going to work out the way it was meant to. Okay. You know, I, so, so if yeah. she, if like, he would have been totally fine and not surprised at all if they just decided, yeah, we'll take over. Mm-hmm. I think that his plan, I think his plan was he, he wants Kang. Does he? I think so. I think he wants the, the variants to, to, to come, to come forth. I think a variance of himself. I think he was, it's just my take. I've watched the episode a couple of times. I've watched the few theories and stuff. And I, I just think it was E-Man who put, put forth this video uh, a few days ago, but it just seems like he was purposely trying to divide Sylvie and Loki. And he was purposely trying to get her to question, you know, whether or not she could trust Loki uh, he was trying to divide them and, and sort of uh, get her to act out with rage, you know, and get her revenge. Um, he almost seemed giddy and like happy at the prospect that she was about to kill him. Um, yeah. To, I just To what purpose? Like to just end his, his existence so he didn't have to deal with it anymore or cause I feel like if that's what he wanted, if his ultimate goal was to bring about the, the different variants, then, then why maintain the timeline as long as he did? Well, I think that he needed Sylvie to exist. And in order for Sylvie to come to be in the place that she was, he even says himself, you need to let things play out. And so remember, she became a variant from an early, early age. She was just a child. And she basically grew up her entire life hiding in these different doomed timelines. And so I th- I'm guessing, I like the theory that he who remains has basically been manipulating and shaping Sylvie this whole time as this, this person, this character who was going to play this part for him at this time. He and do you think it's because it. not just so that he would end him, but so that he she would be this does she think does he think that she's the best weapon against Kang, is that what he's trying to do? I don't think that I could be wrong here. Obviously, I'm just guessing. I'm just going off of, you know, what I am excited to see happen. I think he's in league with Kang. I don't think and, and but this other version of himself. I think he's like wanting that to happen. I think he was set up. He was setting them up as like, hey, I'm just trying to keep this thing from happening. I don't think he was. He was everything that he was saying to them in his monologue. I don't think was true. Interesting. I think he was still manipulating them. Hmm. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm not sold. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea that maybe he was he was grooming her for a reason because we still yes. don't know. That's a good word st- for it. Yeah, because we still don't know why she was triggered as a as a variant. Like, right. She wasn't doing anything. So I totally will buy into the idea that he was grooming her for a purpose. I would buy that he's grooming her to be the one that can defeat his variants. 
But I don't know I buy into the he's going to be in league with Kang because I feel like that's a long time. Like, unless unless she is going to play some role in some nefarious thing down the line, like, he's basically guaranteed that she is going to go after any variant of him she can find. Right, right. I get what you're saying. Well, I'm thinking, like, who, you know, if if anyone's going to, if he needs to die in that moment or if he needs to live long enough, you know, to surpass the point where he knows what's going to happen. And then he needs someone to kill him. He needs someone that's going to run from the TVA exist, you know, as this like fugitive from time and basically have the drive and the, the, um, the motor to hunt him to that place that he was at, Mm -hmm. you know, beyond the end of time or whatever. Um, so I think it, in a way, I think she was, you know, groomed or like forged as a weapon. Okay. Yeah. I just don't know where that weapon would like, if he's turning it towards Kang or away from Kang. I think he was turning it towards himself. Just towards himself. Just, yeah. just that's it. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, I don't have all the reasons for why yet, but I just, that was a, a theory kind of close to what, what E-Man was putting out. And I really liked that. I really responded to that. Okay. Uh, I have another question for you. Go for it. <laughs> Was the kiss weird? Yes and no. Like, <laughs> I totally, I totally, like, I was like, oh, really? Ew. Um, and I know other, I know a lot of other people felt the same way, but I don't think that it's actually problematic. Like, I think, I think there's a difference between being like, ooh, that's gross, and it being actually problematic. <laughs> Like it's not. It is like you have established that Loki is all about narcissism, and this is like, like narcissism made physical. Like, like, like it's almost poetic. Of course, I think even somebody said it was poetic that, of course, Loki would fall in love with himself. Right. It's not like watching somebody masturbate. It's not right. No, no. People were like totally freaked out. It was it was literally a kiss, people. Like like they did not take it far at all. Um, I do have a problem with it on a different level, though, because again, a lot of people are like, "Hurrah, we have put in somebody of the LGBTQ community, and now he is gender fluid and um, bisexual." And it's like again, I whenever I say this, I do not mean any disrespect to people who are a part of the LGBTQ community in heterosexual relationships like i am not trying to devalue you at all but as far as representation goes it is the safe way out it is basically saying we're it's heterosexist Mm. it is basically like this is the standard and this is what's going to be accepted and so we don't want to we don't want to go off of this because if we go off of this there's going to be a, a a group of our viewers who are going to rear back against it and therefore we're not going to do it right right it's like uh trying to accept the credit for not actually for maybe like a half step or like not really committing to to what they're trying to get credit for exactly because honestly there's nothing that sylvie being female 
couldn't be represented by a male. And I realized that I, that like, that's like, you know, when we talk about representation, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, you know, I don't want to, again, also like, they take another role away from a woman. Like that's well, this not is why, right. This is why we say representation alone is not the answer. Like that doesn't right. so, representation on its own diversity uh, on its own is not the solution. It's no. an aspect of it. It's a sign of the solution, but it's not the solution. Right. But if you look at the character of Sylvie and you just make Sylvie male, it does not change the story at all. Right. Like there's nothing about her character that has to be a woman. I think and, also, oh, go ahead. And, and so by that logic, there's only the only explanation is we don't want, well, first of all, I, I do understand that there's the deeper level of, we don't want a character kissing themselves <laughs> like actually, because yes, that does li- add a different level of weird to it. But it's very like you know there were plenty of Lokis that didn't weren't played by by Tom Hiddleston, right? And so you could have easily had a character that was of the same kind of build or looked like Tom Hiddleston but wasn't him, and made it a second character. So and I'm not saying they should have. I'm just saying they could have, and that's what's that's what's concerning. So let me ask you, let me ask you this, Joe. Um, kind of taking a different point of view or perspective couldn't they have also just never said anything about loki being you know gender fluid or whatever and uh, or i think that's what they said right they said he was gender fluid right gender fluid yeah yeah could they could have also just never said that and still had the exact story with sylvie and everything right right and then there wouldn't be setting up an expectation where they're trying to get credit for something at all right and i mean i mean like the fact that they like it's not like they they didn't just declare we're going to make Loki gender fluid. Like Loki in mythology is gender fluid. Like that is not that's not a it's not something that Marvel Disney has made up. <laughs> they decided it and therefore they get credit for that. Yeah, they did not <laughs> declare they did yeah. not declare Loki gender fluid. The 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 god of mischief in Norse mythology is canonically gender yeah. fluid. Right. So yeah, you know, it's just I I feel like they were, you know, walking a thin line. I do understand that there could definitely like like they're already people are already going. Ew, he kissed himself. Like yeah. I understand that adding another layer to that might just be in their mind going too far, but that therein lies the problem because yeah, there's no reason. Right, there's no reason why that kind of relationship should be any better or worse than a male-female relationship. Right, right. Uh, I also thought it was weird that some people were so surprised when that was an obvious plot point the entire show. Like, from the minute that they those two characters met, they started flirting. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that the romantic subplot was you know, one of the arcs that we were witnessing and going through in the show. Which again, like just knowing Tom Hilston and how good of a an actor he is, like I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen two Tom Hilstons flirting with each other, just because, <laughs> like, it it really just does embody the whole narcissism concept. And I think yeah. that's so that would have been so interesting for me from a theater point of view. 
you know, watching an actor do something like that would just like, I would have just tickled me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would have been great. You're absolutely right. Um, so how, how do you think, cause what we're, what we're looking at going forward is this obviously, you know, repercussions from this finale are going to be seen. And what's the next movie? Is it Dr. Strange or is it Spider-Man? Spider-Man, right? I think it's Spider-Man. Yeah, because there's this whole segment of the online community that is like scouring <laughs> the internet every single day for this trailer drop because they're expecting it. I don't know why they're expecting it, but they're expecting it like any day now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to come out until after. Well, when's the movie supposed to come out? It's 2022, isn't it? Wait, what movie? The Spider-Man movie. No Way Home? Yeah. No, it's coming out in December. Okay. So, yeah, I think I think because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't drop until after what if is done, but that might be a little late. Uh, <laughs> Comicbook.com three days ago said Spider-Man No Way Home toys are in stores and we still don't have a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there are people that are expecting it by now. They're thinking it's late. I don't know. I mean, Marvel has cut this pretty close before where there's a movie, you know, imminently being, you know, uh, uh, coming out and just, they don't have a trailer for it until the last minute. So, um, Spider-Man No Way Home is next. Also, this finale is going to have repercussions for, um, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness for Quantum Mania. Uh, the Ant-Man and Wasp uh, sequel. And um, that's not only going to be coming from the Loki finale, but from the WandaVision finale as well. Right. Do you think that these two shows connect? And if so, how? Um, in, a, in a roundabout way. I think, I think they're two forks that are going to converge. Okay. Like I don't think they I don't think they connect to each other in any way currently. Okay. I think they they are both leading towards the same point in the universe. Right, right, right. So so Loki is going to is going to factor into these movies probably, right? Possibly. I I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Loki again until second season where he's dealing with all the aftermath of the other three movies. Is Loki going to be in Doctor Strange 2? Loki will be in the next Doctor Strange movie before we see him in Loki season 2. Okay, well, there you go. That's that's cool and exciting. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's been this uh, theory going around this week, Joe. Uh, Oh, wait, you know what? Let me Google another one. Is Loki going to be in Spider-Man in Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, let's see. Ahead of Cumberbatch's return in Doctor Strange Ultra Madness, though, he will first appear to cast a spell or two. So Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home, which I think has already been confirmed, right? Right. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it doesn't say whether or not Loki's going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. It does say 
uh, we do see something that says Loki finale explains why Sony can't release a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I think that's why I think it's going to come out after What If. Okay, right. I think What If is going. I think this is leading directly into What If, which I think is brilliant because I really thought What If was just going to be a one-off. Like, like- <laughs> yeah. So there's been a really great theory going around this week, Joe, mm-hmm. that. The final moments of the WandaVision finale mm-hmm. and the final moments of the Loki finale are actually in sync. Oh, really? And if you play them both at the same time, that the events actually sync up and play into each other. That's crazy. So there's this moment at the at the end of WandaVision where she's in the sky battling with Agatha and Agatha appears to be winning, but then it is revealed that Wanda has set up these runes, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the moment when those runes are first revealed, you see Wanda's kind of like her, her old age effect goes away. And we hear this like ominous thunder rumbling in the background. It's the exact same thunder we hear when he who remains passes the point where he knows what's going to happen. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. (laughs) So, so her, her not getting defeated in that, Mm -hmm. um, that is what causes him to not know what's going on anymore. Yeah. That that Wanda's uh, uh, em- embracing of, or 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 Wanda's uh, I guess becoming fully becoming a Nexus being, is part of what causes that that break for He Who Remains. That's cool, right? And there's videos on YouTube that actually sync them up, so you can watch them in different ways, so you can watch them and see if if what you think about it. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. Now, you, have we have we discussed the the um, possible um, Doctor Strange image in the stinger for Wandavision? Have we talked about that on the show? No. What are you talking about? Okay, so there was this theory that went around um, during Loki where they added. They, they changed the stinger and it's very, very, very small and faint, but it looks like Dr. Strange's image is like descending over the mountains to that little hut or shack that Wanda is living in. What? Yeah. Where did you hear this? Oh, it's all over the internet. Holy shit. Okay. I'm Googling. <laughs> okay. Can I just tell you about your Googling? So, so like today when you're Googling, it's funny because you're like talking about what you're typing in, like you're saying it as you type it in. And it's almost like, I feel like you're shaking a magic eight ball. <laughs> and then, then like, like, <laughs> so is, uh, is Loki going to be in Spider-Man? Uh, 
you know, does not look likely. <laughs> He's yeah, going to be Doctor Strange. All, that, all that points straight to yes. <laughs> I love that. From now on, whenever we're recording a podcast and we start Googling, because we know that's great podcasting, uh, <laughs> it is going to going to the Magic 8-Ball. We are consulting the Magic 8-Ball. We are going to consult the Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> that is awesome. Um so yeah, uh, definitely check out those theories that that the endings are synced because it just even if it's not true, it just makes me so giddy that someone would think of that and put it out there. Um, where do you think Ravona went? Um, she said, "I'm going to go in search of freedom." Is that what she said? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Freedom. See, I don't know. I feel like I still feel like because she has such strong ties to Kang the Conqueror, I feel like there's something like I wonder how much she was in league with He Who Remains and how much she's like a double agent for Kang. Hmm. She says she's going in search of free will. Maybe her search for free will is what leads her to be like paired up with Kang. Right. Right. Yeah, but I like that they kind of showed us that there's more to her character, you know? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you make of Mobius not really recognizing Loki at the end of so, the series? Okay, so that's another thing, right? Is that clearly whatever happened uh when Loki went through the time portal or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. he ended up in a different timeline. So, so the the TVA is actually starting to fork. Then, mm-hmm. everything's forked. Yeah, it's it's all everything's forking forked. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So even the place that he came from might not exist anymore. Like he's in a totally different multi in totally different multi- multiverse now. This is like again. I've said this before. Did you ever think right. that we were going to get this kind of Marvel movie <laughs> right. ever, ever? Like it's so, it's so comic book geek yeah. in the comic shop. Yep. And and we're not the only ones. Like it's not just the hardcore geeks that yeah. I, like the number of places that on my trip. Like okay, so we had a strategy again. May have just been us, but. I would stay with the car and send Matt in to, to register us mm-hmm. because, um, you know, it. We, we were always getting king size beds, and we mm-hmm. didn't want people to be like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Um, but there were multiple times where he was like, "I wish you were in there registering for us," because the person I was talking to was just geeking out over Marvel. Huh, that's great. And and it's you know, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my husband has a podcast and totally talks about this." He's like, "I almost texted you to come in," <laughs> um, but it's like it's not just us uber geeks anymore that are getting like all excited about this and conspiracy theory and tracking these things. It's just like everybody is jumping on this bandwagon, and it is nuts. Yep. It's fucking great is what it is. It's true. It's just, it's absolutely true. Uh, so yeah, my take was that, especially once they show that he who remains statue, that is obviously a statue of a Kang of, of a, of a variant of his. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That he's in a totally different timeline now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what do you think? 
where do you think happens to Sylvie now? Does she take over for He Who Remains at the end of time? I don't think she'd have any any interest in doing that. I think like she's all about let it, let the place burn. So where does she go from here? We're probably not going to see her again until Loki season two, right? I don't know about that. Well, we'll consult the eight ball. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, is Sylvie going to be in Doctor Strange 2 is what comes up. Uh, Sylvie's MCU future. Sylvie can be expected to return in Loki season two. Boo. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's all it says. But I understand that because that's another level of complexity that might just not fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause that's because that's a lot. Because if you've got, because you've got to remember, you've got the whole Kang storyline, which I feel like that's what we're dealing with right now, um, or the whole the multiverse. We'll just say the multiverse storyline, and then you've got the Dark Avengers storyline. To then just add Sylvie into that and have her showing up in random movies, like right. that's a right. lot of stuff. So Tom Hiddleston's going to be in. Well, wait, Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider Man No Way Home. Tom Hiddleston is going to be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, along with Wanda. And uh, Jonathan Majors is going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think. I Also, probably, you know, it'll be nice to, to come into Loki Season 2 anticipating that you're going to finally get to see Sylvie again and see what she's been up to. Yeah, and, and it's very possible that her story will have progressed considerably by the time we get back to her yes exactly and we'll get to catch up and see you know what's going on uh hers will be the point of view by which we get caught up yeah yeah um Um, i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in on so oh i just had it and it's gone go ahead and say what you're gonna say i'll come back to mine i'm i'm down to predictions that's all i got what what are your predictions going forward Oh, okay, so I know I, I will I will get to that in a second. I know what I was going to say. Um, predictions. I I think we're just going to see a lot of a lot of weird stuff. I honestly think we're getting into like weird territory that's going to somehow make some strange sort of sense. Like when you when you brought up the concept that what if is going to be <laughs> a cohesive thing. Yes. Like my mind was blown and. <laughs> and I'll talk about this next. Don't don't let me forget to talk about this next week because I feel like a big part of my Black Widow experience has to do with this idea. It is so well plotted and well played out that I feel like each piece of the puzzle, if just taken by itself, would just be like weird and disconnected and not make sense. But because we're seeing it with all these other surroundings, it's almost like it's one big picture. Like, you know what? I think we're going to get a lot less of these individual stories that don't, you know, that don't need any of the other stories to exist. And we're not getting that anymore. We're getting these like sequels upon sequels upon sequels that all have different titles and char- different characters, and we, we've, we're we're into we're into full on crossover mode. 
which is nope. just insane to me. It's like <laughs> we're 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 having Marvel team ups at this point, and yep. that's nuts. Yep, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's hard to wrap your head around. You're right. Um, so there's some since we're talking about looking forward and we're talking about what if because that's going to be the next thing. Um, there's a theory out there that what if the the series could set up Spider-Man No Way Home that the the uh they're called the Guardians of the Multiverse. So that's the that's going to be the version of the Avengers that we're introduced to in season 1 of What If. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that is very cool. <laughs> Guardians of the Multiverse. Um and that it could be leading directly into Spider-Man No Way Home which would support this other theory that I've come across about what if that it's all going to be canon. Yeah, no, I mean, from as soon as you said what you said last time about about what if I like I feel like it is canon. It is not just a throw a a, a one off. Like no, it's definitely going to be. It, it makes total sense now when you see what they're playing with the variants and everything else. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing on What If that I thought was really fun, uh, this really popular um, artist that goes by Boss Logic uh, dropped a uh, an artist rendering of uh, Spider Punisher and, and basically posing, you know, wouldn't it be fun if we got to see, like, Spider Punisher, which is a character that first came out in 2018 in What If the Punisher, where uh, Peter Parker not only, uh, you know, sees uncle Ben die at the hands of a burglar, but then tracks him down and murders him and then vows to like punish, you know, crime doers everywhere going forward. So he becomes the spider punisher. That's awesome. (laughs) And so he, uh, boss logic dropped this piece of art of the spider punisher saying, wouldn't it be cool if the spider punisher went after the, uh, you know, all the heroes that we're going to meet in MCU's. What if, wow. Yeah. It's just so much fun. It's just, (laughs) Well, look, the character that I'm on most see in um, Spider-Man is I really want to see the Infinity War clone of Spider-Man. Oh, shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Like, for those of you who don't know, okay, so a little, little Infinity gauntlet history. There, it, there is actually an Infinity trilogy if you go into the comic books. Yeah. Infinity gauntlet is basically... It's it's weird because it kind of starts where Infinity War ends, and like it starts with half the world disappearing and a bunch of heroes disappearing, and they've got to figure out why. And they find they track it down to Thanos. Um, and so it's a really it's a really good storyline. So if you've got a chance to see the graphic novel or or the issue, it's really good. Um, the the next one in the series is Infinity War. And what happens is for some reason, I don't remember if it's an infinity. I think it's infinity gauntlet A character named Adam Warlock splits himself like um, pushes out all of his good and all of his evil Mm -hmm. so that he can be neutral and, and deal with the stones without bias. Mm -hmm. And so infinity war is his evil part coming in and, um, trying to kind of get a hold of the affinity stones. And what he does is he creates evil clones of all the superheroes and 
the Spider-Man clone is freaking terrifying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he's got eight. He's got he's got six oh, arms. God. He's got like fangs. It's kind of like if Venom and Spider-Man I, had a child. I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like if Venom was wearing the classic uh, red and blue suit. Yeah, because he's but I mean, he's not With even eight arms. <laughs> Yeah, because Venom Venom has his own kind of like character to it. It's like take all of that away. Like no, like he is simply just a feral demon. Yeah, he's a feral <laughs> demon. It's friggin' friggin' fascinating. I really, really, really hope. Like if you are watching Spider Man, I hope that you see that character in it and go, Joe was hoping for that. That, <laughs> that is the one Spider Man character I want to see in that. Just because friggin' terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the other part of that is, did you see that all of the, they're starting to pull in the Netflix characters? Say it again. They're starting to pull in the Netflix Marvel characters. Yes. Yes. So Daredevil, Daredevil is rumored or maybe confirmed to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, De- Matt Murdock is Matt definitely Murdoch. his lawyer when he's trying to take care of the whole thing. Cause Spoilers if you haven't watched um, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, it ends with you know him being accused of murdering Mysterio, and you know, and everybody getting his identity. And so um, he's obviously he needs a lawyer <laughs> because he's being accused of murder. Mm-hmm. And so the the character is going to be the Netflix Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. I forget the name. Is it Cox? Uh, Charlie Cox. Yeah, Charlie Cox um, is definitely going to be Matt Murdock, which I think is brilliant. Yep. And I really, really hope that he's in She-Hulk. Really, really hope that he's yeah. in She-Hulk. Because, yeah. because she is often a prosecuting attorney against Matt Murdock's defense attorney. Yep. And I want to see, see that <laughs> so badly. Oh, man. Oh, that, I'm done. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's here's the thing. Like, we've gotten to the point where we can sit there and like make requests, <laughs> <laughs> and they're legitimately possible. Like, they're legitimately possible. Like, I'm throwing these things out there, and there's no reason why they couldn't actually happen. Yep, exactly. It's all on the table, which is pretty fucking crazy to think about. Oh, so many good things. So we haven't even gotten the X-Men yet, Joe. I know. I know. My biggest fear, my biggest fear with the X-Men at this point is not that they're going to do anything bad with them. I think the X-Men are going to be brilliant when they finally get introduced to the MCU. It's going to be absolutely epic. But I'm afraid that by the time they get introduced, a lot of our Avenger characters are going to have moved on. And we're not going to get a lot of our classic Avengers mm. characters yeah. te- teaming up against. Because you know there's going to be Avengers versus X-Men. Like, you know that will be a movie at some Oh, point. my God. Oh, my God. Well, did you hear that uh, James Gunn has had conversations? This is confirmed. He confirmed this. He's actually had conversations with both the head of Marvel and the head of DC about doing a um, Groot and Harley Quinn crossover movie. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Like that's the that's the gift we didn't know we wanted. <laughs> that is literally the gift we did not know we wanted. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and Vin Diesel's Groot. Oh my god. 
I can't even. <laughs> he confirmed I, that this is a thing that he went in and he had these conversations. I, I, that's amazing. <laughs> and I am so looking forward to the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. when that, the, the, the episode before that comes out, I'm telling you right now, I'm sorry to do this to you all, but you are going to have to. We'll do like a, a online watch together. Oh, yeah. We are going to sit down <laughs> and we are going to watch the atrocity. That is the Star Wars holiday oh, special. Oh no! We, That's we, not where I thought you were going with this. We are doing this because they are going to <laughs> like. I feel like it will be essential viewing because you have to know this. I, he's got to put jokes in about it. Yeah, like there's got to be like if there is nothing. If there isn't something. If there isn't a video porn joke in there. Oh God! That it, like they have missed an opportunity, and oh, they should not be making this this special. Um, all right, folks, that is your new <laughs> episode of Geek Detour. Um, anything else you want? I don't know what else we can add to that or go. For no, that. I think that's a good place to stop because that I mean that is a promise, people. We will find it on YouTube. <laughs> We will pick a time that the most number of people can go. I mean, not like I will. I will do prime time shit for this, cool. and we are going to we are going to sit there. Like I'm sorry, there, there's part of me that's so excited about it, and then there's another part of me that understands how cruel and awful of a thing this is to do to my listeners. But I I feel like it just takes you to a new level of, of geekdom. That you, have you seen it? No. Oh, Ray. Oh, right. Like, it's awful. I mean, I probably saw it when I was a kid, but I don't remember it at all. Oh, it's 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 a special type of awful. <laughs> like, it's a type of awful where you, like, I, I have had friends just look at me and go, what? <laughs> what is this? Okay, folks, that tells me that he's actually done this to people before. <laughs> Oh, I've, oh yeah, no, this is this is happening. Like, and that's why I know, I know, I know the devil deal that I am making with your soul right now. Fuck, that's great. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Oh, I'm so happy now. This is going to carry me through the rest of the week. <laughs> oh, it doesn't take much. Uh, any shout outs, Ray? Uh, no, you know, my only shout out was to Matt. I was uh, your husband, Matt. I was. Really worried about how the rest of the trip would go because I know he had been looking forward to this so long. I remember having dinner with you two and hearing about this trip and being so jealous <laughs> about this road trip. <laughs> and then to know that he got sick was just such a bummer because, you know, he, he y'all put so much into this trip. So um, shout out to Matt for, uh, you know... <laughs> Dealing with all of that, being sick on the road like that on this trip for his 50th birthday and sticking it through and toughing it out. I hope that he, I hope that there's still overall, it's still a good memory for him. Oh, I do. I definitely don't think it was. I mean, okay, good. Like he's, he's already, I know, I know my husband, he's already planning the next trip. <laughs> yes. And I am already planning my responses <laughs> to his proposals for Great. the next trip. Great. Shout out, Matt. All right, I will pass that along. Um, I want to shout out to to Rob and to Drew, to Beige, to Bama, and to Charlie. It was so nice to see you. It was amazing to meet Beige and Bama, um, I, and uh, Bama's wife, uh, Lady Shocks. Uh, it was very very cool, and I, I, that honestly that was 
my my favorite part. You know, I definitely enjoy the driving and listening to true crime podcasts, but I don't think it would have been nearly as satisfying of a trip without meeting meeting people and getting to catch up with old friends. So really? thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, and on, on that note, Alinzia, I am so sorry that we missed you, <laughs> but we are going to find a way to make it up. And we're hoping maybe it will be like, we're, we're hoping maybe Alaska will, will play into it. So, um, all right. Coming up next week. Well, not next week. So this is coming out Wednesday. I'm literally going to publish it as soon as we're done. And then um, it may be a little later because I have to have dinner. My husband will get cranky. Um, But then Sunday at our normal time, we will do Black Widow. And then I have a possible following week that I think Ray will be very into, but I need to okay it with him off air. Ooh. Yeah. All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the Geek2Geek Network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows, the Geek2Geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdbird Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, As the Dice Roll, and Sometimes Rob. And, of course, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, which I believe there's a new episode dropping on Monday, so check that out. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Bama Shocks, and Troidal Power, and make sure to join us on Slack or Discord, where you can chat with us in real time. Honestly, guys, I feel like Geektitude is the the active Slack channel right now. <laughs> like we've moved on from it just being Geektitude to just like we're just hanging out, we're just chatting. <laughs> yep. Um, you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? You can find me on social media where I basically live, mm-hmm. uh, especially it. on Twitter and on Instagram, but sometimes on Facebook. I'm at Vargas 3 uh, and if you want to check out my artwork, you can go to ravargus3.com. Awesome. All right, folks. It has been it has been a while, so I'm very excited that we've been able to to chit chat. But um, we will we will have another episode here pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Until then, remember this week: keep it geek. <laughs> <laughs>